0: Do you feel like an underappreciated safety employee? You know how to do the job, but you're constantly second guessed, you're overworked, and you're left out of key decisions. This is a typical stage in the safety management career journey. However, you don't want to stay here for long. If you get stuck being treated like an employee instead of the valuable expert that you are, you may find your company undervalues your position. And this can be stressful when the economy changes and shifts, and that typically happens every two to four years. So let's talk about bulletproofing your career. Hey there, safety friends. Welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast. I'm Bryce Sargent, CSP and 20-year safety professional. After spending years training safety leaders across the globe for a large corporation and creating safety programs from the ground up over and over again. I am now sharing my processes and strategies with you. At The Safety Geek, you will learn how to manage an effective safety program that increases your management support and employee engagement, all the while helping you elevate your position and move up in your career. If you're ready to step into the role of a safety influencer and leader, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Alrighty, now, let's get to how to bulletproof your career. Now, you might be thinking like, safety is too important to fire. When times get tough, when the recession hits and conditions get hard for your company, you might be thinking like, no, you're too important to fire. Like that's the last thing they would want to do is fire safety. And you may think that you have job security just because of your position and your role. And safety is a critical role within the workplace and within any organization. For one, we are a profit center. We actually make the company money. We positively affect all the other areas of the business. This is one way that we are extremely valuable. And we are so busy, like our to-do list is so long, who the heck are they going to get to do all that? And that's the thing about safety that a lot of management teams and executives don't understand is that it doesn't matter how many employees you are just to create a safety program and manage it. It is a lot of tasks. So regardless of if you have 500 employees or 2,500 employees, there are things that have to be done. So the list is really long. So you might be thinking like, who are they going to get to do all of those things? But All of this, even though you and I, we agree with it. We agree that safety is that important. My experience has shown me completely different. My experience has shown me that when times get tough, safety is where they start making cuts because they look at not just their employees, but they also look at their management teams. And then they're like, well, who can we get to do this? Well, maybe HR can do it. Maybe quality can do it. Maybe maintenance can do it, right? It can't be that much, Right. So a lot of times I see safety managers getting laid off when a recession hits, when the economy gets tough. I mean, when COVID hit, which COVID was something that safety should have been part of, like it's a health and wellness thing. I saw so many safety managers get laid off. So I don't want you to think that your job is secure just because safety is important. And safety is important, but if you think about the grand scheme of things, think about it from your executive's standpoint, personal safety is something everybody should be practicing anyway. We shouldn't need a whole department to tell people to work safe. But unfortunately, with human behavior, you kind of do <laughs> because you have all of these employees that have different thoughts and beliefs. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but but when you look at it from the executive standpoint, you can see them making that thought and those connections, regardless of how we disagree with them. So don't sit there thinking my job is secure because safety can't get fired. I remember, (laughs) here's another thing. Every time that the politics of the United States changes from one party to another, we see a shift in safety as well. Um, In fact, when one party enters the um, power in Congress and the White House, We actually see safety rules get repelled or canceled or told not to be enforced. And I remember talking to my family one time after an election and I was so concerned and like, it's safety. They're not going to do anything about it. And it was literally one of the first laws they passed was to cancel something or repel something in safety. And I was like, yeah, no, they don't care about safety. (laughs) So it affects our jobs. So I don't want you to think that you have job security just because of what you do. However, there are things that you can do that will help bulletproof your career. I like to say fireproof, but then I think people don't understand that. But I want to make you fireproof. I want to make it so that way when the, you know, when cuts are coming, they're not looking at you to make that cut. Or if they are looking at you and if they do cut you that you can just quickly go get another job and there are things that you need to do in order to make sure that that happens. Like, I know for myself, because I've done all of these things, that next week, if I wanted to go get a job in safety, I can. If I want to go get a job in management, I can. I just have to put my hand up and say, yeah, I am looking for a job, and offers will come in, because I have done a lot of these things. So, number one is you need to understand the market. You need to explore the current state of the safety job market and really look at what people are hiring for and what expertise that they're looking for and make sure that you have those expertise. So look at the job postings for safety specialists, safety coordinators, safety managers, even look at the job postings for like directors of operations or department managers and scroll down to where it says um, the requirements or the experience that you have to have and start listing that out and then mark down where you have gaps. Where do I meet this requirement and where do I don't? And what do I have to do to meet that requirement? So you could start making a plan to make sure that you've got like a really beefed up resume on how you can make yourself more valuable. And I also think... It's really good to understand what is out there in the job market at any point in your career, because more than likely you were promoted into this position and you probably like the company that you're working for and you probably feel a little bit of loyalty to them because they gave you this opportunity. But I want you to see what's out there because I know that a lot of people get stuck where where they are because of those feelings. So it's always good to know what's out there and even to talk to people about what you could possibly be qualified to do, right? And always keep those in the back of your mind so that way you can start building a plan so you're meeting the requirements to make you more valuable in the job market. So that's number one. Number two in bulletproofing your career is to understand the unique position that safety is in. Safety is really the only position in any business that has their fingers in every other department like you have influence on every other department and every other department needs you to help them out with safety. So this could be something is like customer service. It could be merchandising. It could be sales. It could be the obvious of like production and manufacturing and construction and all the real safety sensitive stuff as well. The point is, is that you're in this unique position to insert yourself in all of these other areas and start learning. You can learn how they do customer service. You can learn how they negotiate prices in purchasing. You can learn um, what they're looking for in sales and say, hey, I need to go out and follow a sales guy so I understand their safety um hazards and what they are exposed to. And at the same time, you could be learning what it's like to be a salesperson, right? You can learn how they measure the success in the business. So that way you can insert yourself in there and. That is the unique position you're in. So when you start gaining all the skills from all the other departments, like you know how to run an operations department, you know about a little bit of accounting and, and you know, a little bit about customer service, you know, a little bit about negotiating. When you go into the job market, your resume just looks amazing because you can list all of those skills. Like, Hey, yeah, I helped our team with negotiations and on purchasing product and I saved them, you know, a year on this one product, and we're working on doing it for three others. And that makes you valuable in the marketplace. So basically, and I think I said this in a previous episode where I was like, don't stay in your lane. Don't stay in your lane. Really make sure that you're looking out for yourself and your own skills. So that way you could take what you have because like if a warehouse worker all of a sudden wanted to follow a sales guide, that just couldn't happen. But because you're in safety, you can do that because you can use safety as the reason for doing that and for learning all of those new skills. So the more skills you have, the more experience you gain and the more valuable you are in the marketplace. So take advantage of that unique position you're in And you could just use the excuse of, I want to learn all aspects of the business because I affect all aspects of the business and I want to be able to talk to those people about safety. Like I'll never forget the first time I went to a sales meeting, everyone's like, why are you here? I'm like, well, I want to know about sales. I want to know what the sales team's doing. And I used the guys, I guess you can say of like, defensive driving training or distracted driving training and they're exposed to other work sites and I need to see what those exposures are. But really, I wanted to experience what it was like to be a salesperson for that company and that industry. righty, Number three for bulletproofing your career is making sure the company knows how valuable you are. I already told you we're a profit center for the company. We may not be on the profit and loss statement as like a line item, but A dollar saved is a dollar earned and you are earning a lot of money for that company and you need to be able to express that value. So you want to always make sure that you're talking in terms of how much value you added to the company and how many dollars that you added to the bottom line. Too often we talk about dollars saved and really... The way that executives see savings is there's only so much you can save and then you don't make any money. So it doesn't look like a growth opportunity. It just looks like it's like a shrinking thing. Like I remember this one time we were talking about injuries. And when I wor- first walked into this company, they were spending $3 million a year on injuries. And I got it down to $100,000. And to me, I was like, I've saved you nearly $3 million a year. And they're like, yes, thank you. But moving forward, there was nothing more to save. So they didn't see the value, right? They're like, well, the the most you could save us is this $100,000. And we did get it down to 50, I think, in a couple of years. But if I talked instead of, I actually made you $3 million this year, because if I wasn't here, all those accidents would keep happening, right? Then that becomes like, oh, you're adding to the bottom line. You are actually valuable to the company. So Really make sure that you're talking in the value that you provide and anything new that you're putting in place, you always want to have an ROI, which is a return on investment. And you're sharing that return on investment with the executive team. So they start seeing you as somebody who's like a team player for the company so that when times do get tough, they're not going to want to get rid of you because they need you to keep making them money. Okay. Um, Step number four in bulletproofing your career is keeping your own expenses as low as possible, or at least knowing how to do that. Now, I know that right now there are tons of technologies on the market to help you manage safety. And I love them. I think there's some great ones out there. However, when companies are cutting costs, you could step up and say, well, we can forgo this technology and actually I can DIY my safety program. And a lot of people do that. I've DIY my safety program, do it yourself. Uh, my safety program since uh gosh, since inception, because every company I worked for had no budget for safety. And I was given like in a couple of companies, they did give me like a 50 grand budget to buy a software system. And that was great. But most like new acquisitions and companies you're going into, they're in a cost cutting mode and they're not going to put out the money for any type of software. So it was really nice to say, that's okay. I know how to finagle you know, a PowerPoint presentation to make a slideshow for the break room, or I could use Canva and make my own posters, or I can uh, do data analytics on an Excel spreadsheet because you can't afford Tableau or Power BI or anything like that. So knowing how to like even create your own videos, like I used to make my own safety videos with the employees Instead of paying six or $800 for a training video, which back then that was the cost because they were on VHS. That's, That's how old I am. They were on VHS and you would buy this one VHS for like $800 and you would use it year over year to train on your fall protection, right? So instead, we just made our own video and I literally took an iPad (laughs) and recorded it and um, edited it, I think on iMovie and that was what we used for training. So knowing how to DIY your safety program and then showing your management team the money you're saving them and that you're part of the team and you understand that cutting costs is great. Another great way would be your first aid kit. Like I know there's some great first aid services. I was a huge fan of them um, filling my first aid kits so what I switched to, because my boss, I don't know, he had to sign the invoice and he got really angry one time and I was, he was actually firing people that day and I did not want to be one of those people. And he was so angry about the $150 first aid kit bill. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just do it myself moving forward. And I just filled my own first aid kits, but actually what I switched to was having an employee fill it. So then I had an employee become an advocate for first aid and become my first aid trainer. And that was a whole nother, a whole nother thing that I actually teach you inside of Safety Management Academy if you get the bonus for the compliance area coordinators. But... um Anyway, just know how to DIY your safety programs so that way when times get tough, you can actually step up and show them that you can save them money. And this is also great for interviewing. Like if you're interviewing for a job and you could say, look, um, I know a lot of safety people come in with like no technological skills or no uh, marketing skills. I'm coming to you with all of this so that you actually get me to do it as opposed to hiring uh, you know a company out to provide posters or training or any of that. It's not an ideal situation, but it's nice to know that you can do it and that you could be that team player for that company. Number five is develop repeatable processes. So when you can have a system, which is, this is what I teach inside of Safety Management Academy. When you can have a system that works in any company, any industry with any group of people, and you can just insert it, then that makes you more valuable, not just with your current employer, but when you get hired on with a new company as a safety manager or director or whatever it is, they expect you to hit the ground running. They're not going to be providing you with any training. They're like, okay, you're good to go. And why is this? It is because the people hiring you don't know how to do your job. So there's nobody there to train you. So they want you to be hitting the ground running And if you could just go in and say, here's my system, and this is what we're going to implement, and it works for any industry, any company, any organization, it helps um, develop culture, it helps develop management support, it creates the company money, you're more valuable right? It just makes your job easier. This has also allowed me to go to work for companies that have small safety departments, usually a department of one, just me. Um, but I can do that because I have processes in place that gain management support and get the supervisors engaged in all of that. So I think it's really important to have those repeatable processes. So whatever you're currently doing, make sure that you know what you're doing. So when you go to the next company or the next team, you have a way of just going, let me insert this right here. And you know, it works, right? It's a workable product. Like it's just going to work. And that was the point that I had gotten to. And that's why I feel confident. Like anybody hires me today as a safety manager, I don't need training. I might need to know how to get into your systems, but I I can learn that, but I'm just going to walk in and day one, I have a process. I do a hazard assessment. I get to know everybody, you know, and I start, installing all of my processes that work my safety management cycle. If you haven't taken my free course, then you definitely need to see that to see what the safety management cycle is. So that is number five. Make sure that you have processes and repeatable processes that you can just insert wherever you go. And the last one to bulletproofing your safety career that I wanted to touch on was to make sure that you are always documenting your results. You want to build a bragable. Track record of results, and you want to keep this off site. You keep this at your home. It's your own little work portfolio of everything you've done and everything you've accomplished. So that way, no matter where you go, you can say, Here's proof that I am an asset to your company. (laughs) I was going to use a bad word there, but (laughs) I'm an asset to your company. I'm valuable. You want to hire me. And this is also proof come annual review time or performance review time. You can say, look at everything I've done over the last year and look at all the money I've made the company. It makes you more valuable, but it just gives you that proof. And a lot of times what happens, especially when we, we are just starting out and we don't know to do this, or when we just go into a new company and get started and there's so much to do, you don't have time to document anything. Um, taking this extra step and protecting your career is vitally important. So you always want to make sure you just document what, where you were, where they were when you started, what was it costing them? What were the actual numbers of compliance or whatever it is you're doing? Then you implement your thingy, you know, maybe it's a safety shoe program. Maybe it's a lockout tagout program. Maybe it's, you know, a lifting program, whatever it is that you're implementing. And then you measure the results afterwards and you calculate an ROI. It's, it's a one sheet, basically like an after action review. Um, it is just a one sheet. So that way you can, you can just throw it into a binder and you can have it ready, uh, for whenever you are interviewing and whenever you are looking for that next opportunity. So I hope that that helps you. Those are the six steps for bulletproofing your safety career. I'm sure I could probably think of six more if I wanted to, but I think these are the most important for you to really be considering right away. But one of the things that I wanted to end with was the misconception that once you're in safety, you have to stay in safety. So, as you are trying to bulletproof your career, this kind of goes back to my number two of understanding the unique position that you're in, that as you are looking at your career arc and, and your future and where you want to go, it's okay if you don't stay in safety. In fact, safety managers who go into other positions end up excelling at them because of the skills that they learned in safety. And we need more safety advocates in those other positions like the best operations managers I've ever worked with had a foundation in safety. Um, so they were excellent at their jobs and made the company tons of money. And they also had a really good safety record. So just know that when you are looking at your career growth, or let's say that times get tough and, and you do have to go look for another job, you don't have to stay in safety. You can diversify and you can do other things. Uh, Human resources is very similar to safety. I like to go more towards the operations end and the sales end and the management end just because you get a higher salary with those. But just, just know like you're not stuck. So I never want anybody to feel worried or stressed out about losing their job because I want you to feel like it doesn't matter if I lose my job. Because I can go get another one tomorrow or next week. Or maybe it might take you a month or two, but you know you can go get another one, right? And when you have that feeling of like, I'm here by choice because I could just go somewhere else, it empowers you. It gives you a lot more confidence. So that is what I want for you, my safety friend. But in order to get you there, we need to make sure that you put some steps in place to protect what what you're doing now and that you are constantly learning so that you're ready for the next thing. Alrighty, I hope that helps you and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Hey. If you're just getting started in safety or you've been at this for a while and are hitting a roadblock, then I want to invite you to check out Safety Management Academy. This is my in-depth online course that not only teaches you the processes and strategies of an effective safety management program, but how to entwine management support and employee participation throughout your processes. Are you ready to finally understand exactly what you should be doing and ditch that safety police hack? forever, then you have got to join me and your fellow safety scholars over at Safety Management Academy. Just go to thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA to learn more and to get started. That's thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA. And I will see you in our next students only live session. Bye for now.